Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I'm super excited today to bring you our featured guest, Debbie Dashinger. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. I'm really happy to be here with you and be in partnership with you today. Thank you. Now, if anyone out there is listening and, and maybe you don't know Debbie specifically, let me give you a little bit of background on her. Debbie Dashinger is a media personality. Her cutting-edge talk radio show is about success. It's called Dare to Dream, and it's syndicated on 66 stations around the country, and it's won multiple awards. Debbie is actually a top-notch radio personality, a successful motivational speaker, and was an award-winning actress and singer and a professional voiceover artist. In addition to her ongoing radio program, Debbie runs the bestseller launch program that takes authors to international bestselling book status. She also runs radio mastery training for entrepreneurs and speakers and authors that are ready to accelerate their skills on the radio. Debbie's the author of two books, Wisdom to Success, The Surefire Secrets to Accomplish All Your Dreams, and the bestseller, Dare to Dream, This Life Counts. Debbie, take a minute, fill in any blanks there may be in that intro, and, and if you don't mind, give us a little look into your personal life. Mm, fill in any blanks. Well, you know, I think the most important thing is that everything in my life has been about partnership. And I really appreciate you inviting me on the show because it has caused me, Ken, to look inside myself and take a look, uh, an inventory, if you will. What is partnership in my life? And frankly, it's been everything from when I was growing up and my relationship with my family, my entire life, my idea of my relationship with a power greater than myself. It's been my relationship with me and every client I've ever had, every audience I've ever spoken with, every person I've ever interviewed, every love relationship, sex relationship, friend relationship, family and ad infinitum, everything in there has to do with an association, a collaboration, co-creation, if you will. It is a relationship of some sort and what I choose to bring to it, choose to take out of it, how I show up and what my I hate to use the word expectations because there's always a resentment that follows an expectation unmet. But I, what I mean is, I guess, how I value myself and relationships and other people. So, um, yeah, that, so coming on has really caused me to look at that. And uh, I'd be happy to tell you anything. I'm pretty much an open, transparent book. 
let me know if there's anything in particular you'd like to know about me or where I come from or anything like that. Well, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We will we will dive in. And and what I'd actually like to start with, Debbie, is one of the things that I've found is is that it's really valuable to have, I call it a guiding principle. Some people it's a mantra or a quote or something that they kind of a touchstone they can come back to when they get off off track in their partnerships. And I'm wondering what you use for that and, and how you would think about, you know, this being something they could our listeners could apply in their partnerships. Ken, my favorite is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I am the most sensitive person you will meet. <laughs> I really am deeply sensitive, deeply feeling person, deeply intuitive, deeply in touch. And at the same time, I'm super strong. So that means that when I'm not in my ultimate place of compassion and kindness or fun, that there are moments when I can say and do things that are untoward, that I regret, that I feel bad about. And uh, I feel pretty evolved. I've done a lot of work on myself. And I, I apologize to people when I do not do to somebody the way I would want them to do to me. And I think it's really important as far as partnership, uh, and in my case it would be man and woman, if if and when I'm in a partnership, and I am right now, it's it's very important for me to take responsibility, but it's also really important for me to show up as the best partner I can. And I have days like anybody else does, and I have days when, God, I just want to be alone, but I'm living with somebody, you know, <laughs> that space is not quite there. And I have to remember, ah, honesty, I can be honest in this moment and say, I really want you. This has nothing to do with you, but in this moment, it would be really amazing if I could just take some time and space for myself. It's really great for me to talk to my partner in a way that is like teammates, you know, and show up in a way that shows that I'm playing on the same team and I want this team to succeed. So I think do it to others, it, honestly, in all factions of my life, I'm sure there are places where I screw up, but in general, I really try to treat people in a way that I feel is befitting of how I should and want to be treated. That's that's excellent. And it's so interesting that, you know, you bring up that particular particular quote because it's one that everybody's heard a long, long time ago. And yet do we ever think of direct application to our partnership? So thank you for bringing that forward. And what I'd love to do now, Debbie, is, is actually go into an area of, uh, that our listeners have told us they, they just love about the show, and that is the stories that our guests share. And where I'd love to start is if you would take a set time in your life when you, know, you, you, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and tell us that story. You know, what were you doing? What did you trip on? Or, or how did you trip up? And, and then let us know what were you able to learn from that trip up that you were able to move forward with? My biggest trip, <laughs> but it had a component of what all my other trips previous had had was a marriage that I'm no longer in. And the trip was wrong guy, wrong situation. And I was so beside myself because all I could think about knowing that I was in the wrong place, knowing I really wanted to get out, knowing I was so terrified to speak the words and take the action because for me, it was about everybody else. I kept thinking about the money that my family had spent on my wedding. 
I kept thinking about every single person who showed up, all the energy I put into that amazing day, all the presents I had received, and I felt shame. I felt shame because I felt I had failed. I felt shamed because I thought my picker was off. I felt shamed because I should have known better and shamed for all the investments of time, money, and energy that everybody had put into it. I also felt shame because for me, I felt a certain picture or identity of what I had. And for me to pull back the curtain, I'm actually feeling really emotional sharing this. I'm surprised because this marriage was over ten years ago so this is interesting but it was a lot of shame and I felt that for me to be honest with people and say I'm moving on I need to get out I need to do something else would paint a certain picture for them of me and I was afraid people would talk behind my back and I think for myself part of the shame was wow what if this is the best it ever gets? What if when I take off from this situation, it just doesn't get any better? And all of that kept me stuck for years, years. Even though I knew in my heart, in my belly, in my gut, in my every piece of me knew, this is not going to get better. This is not going to, you guys are so different and this is such an unpleasant situation. So um, that was the biggest trip. And I think I call it a lifelong pattern of tripping because I had been plagued like that chronically from relationship to relationship, knowing time and again, this is done, move on. But stopping myself because of what I was sure other people would say or feel about me, stopping myself because I was sure that this might be the last relationship ever on the planet for Debbie Dashinger. And it's a really tough position to be in because you're going against, I was going against my intuition and my best knowingness. I was going against uh, an experience of true abundance and wealth. If there is that, and if I am really beloved, then of course there's something else for me that is much more befitting of me. And I was keeping myself in a really small game. And so one of the things I did, Ken, while I was tripping is I would set up these paradigms and tell myself, when this happens, then you can leave. This is true. I would do things like you have to reach that kind of success. And then I remember in this particular marriage, the one that I set up for me was weight loss. I had to weigh an exact number. And, and then when I left, I knew I would be just so amazingly attractive. It would make that fear that this was the last relationship go away because of course, nobody could help but want to be in a relationship with me. So that sounds like a lot of craziness just to get to the other side of something, but that's really what it took. And I did. I was on a diet. I never had much to lose, but I was on a diet and I was working so hard to create this ultimate body. And I got there, and it was sort of like the perfect storm. I feel like the universe and all its loving support and laughter of me, you know, just said, this, this truly is time. But what happened, and, 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 and part of the trip, and I had done this previously, is I brought 
a man into my life. I was in a really benign situation. It was a work situation, and somebody started paying a lot of attention to me. And it's interesting that that attention was, in a way, what helped me to unthread. And I was on a camping trip with my husband, and it just poured out of me. I just didn't want to be in the marriage anymore. It just was done. I know it was shocking to him, and uh, it was also something, I think I still tend to do this. I think I'm very forward with my feelings, and for the most part I am, but in an intimate relationship there tends to be a part of me that when it starts becoming unhappy, gets locked away and built upon. And I think when I come out with the I'm done here, it tends to be a surprise for the partner. Maybe if they really review the relationship, they'll say, ah, I saw this coming. But that's my trip. My trip is keeping myself somewhere way too long, uh, playing games with my head and playing a small game that's filled with shame of, of how I will be interpreted and that I will truly be alone if I make a move. And then I play games to assist myself to get out and I am maybe not completely forthcoming about exactly what's going on. And that trip informed me on so many levels. I, I can't keep doing that. This has to proceed differently. I was really ready to get out of that pattern. Well, I can imagine why. Yeah, that's, that is a very powerful story. Thank you, Debbie. And, you know, one of the things that, that comes up for me as you're talking about that is where you were saying, you, you know, you would make up these benchmarks that you had to reach in order to be able to get out of the relationship. In your case, the particular one was, you know, the weight, the weight that you needed to be at. And it's so interesting where we will do, I call it deferred happiness, where we're like, okay, but when I get here, but the reality is that's not going to make you any happier unless you're happy where you are now. Because it's not that external thing, right? It's what's inside. So when we keep doing that, it was funny. I, I, I don't remember which trainer it was. This was a couple of years ago. I heard one of the trainers on uh, The Biggest Loser um, talking about you know who they work with. And, and for some reason, it stuck with me. But what they said was they wouldn't work with anybody who didn't love themselves before they started losing weight. Because if they started working with that person, they could lose 100 pounds. And then they get to that point and decide there was something else wrong with them. And they blame the trainer because it was up to the trainer to make them love themselves. It's huge. You know, in, um, I don't remember if it's numerology. I have a transformational friend who's a great leader out there, and she's into all of this stuff. But she's, she's helped me to see very clearly that I am I'm a, I'm an image person. So uh, that means I love beauty, but I also love being beautiful, and I'm, I love beautiful things in the world, and it just is a part of who I am. So it, it is interesting that my happiness would seem to be predicated on that, that this has to happen, and I have to feel a certain way. I think what was really going on, Ken, was I was trying to develop certainty. Because if I look like this, I can erase the doubt that I'll ever be alone again, that I'll have to be alone for the rest of my life. And I can create certainty that well, certainly somebody will want to be with me. And uh, you and I both know that you know you can be the most beautiful creature. It doesn't matter. Anytime you leave a relationship, really what needs to happen is you need to feel your feelings and heal. It's a journey. And the journey takes as long as it does 
even when you're the lever, you have you're the griever. You know, it's a quite a journey and an experience. So, uh, you know, absolutely, it it actually didn't work. It doesn't even matter if I'd met someone immediately; I wouldn't have been ready for a relationship. Um, and I had to go through what I went through to get to the other side. Yeah, yeah. And again, thank you for for sharing that very real story. So what I'd love to do now is is shift gears a little bit. And what I'd like to ask you to share a story with us about is something I call our proudest moment in partnership. And, and it could be romantic, it could be family, maybe it's your career, wherever it shows up in your life. But one of the ways I recognize those moments is when it's something that, as I think back on that moment in my life, I can't help but smile. What's one of those for you? You know, um, I'm going to tell you about my best friend. I have two best friends. One's on the East Coast. One is here. And she's somebody who came into my life uh, through a workshop. And we have an unbelievably great time together. Very beautiful, like fairy friend energy. Uh, lots of laughs. She sets me off uh, laughing so much. But at the same time, we have tremendous depth and a lot of sharing and fun, and we both have dogs, and we spend at least once a week together. And for me, um, a proud moment is telling my real feelings to her. And what I mean by that is there are a few times when I've actually been hurt in our relationship, and there are things she's done, and whether she meant them or not, you know, it had a level of devastation to me because I'm a really open kind of, <laughs> really open uh, child in a way. And so someone's capacity to slay me is pretty big. And it was such a big deal because on the line, telling someone is one of your best friends, always for me, if I say this to her, what if she goes away? What if she doesn't receive what I'm saying? What if this becomes a thing, you know, and she doesn't want to talk to me anymore? And I went to a whole new level in the moment, looking at somebody, or sometimes when I couldn't be in the moment, waiting for the appropriate moment to say everything. And I know how to communicate. I love you. You mean everything. We have an amazing relationship. And you are, you are so like my best, best friend. And I want you to know when, and gosh, I'm trying to even think it was the, like, for instance, she used to keep me waiting, like, a lot. <laughs> and one time we were at a workshop, and we had an agreement to leave at a certain point because we had a very long drive to come back. And I was on time. And I watched her working the room. And I watched hours going by, literally. I was so devastated by the hours that went by because in my mind I thought, gosh, I could be out there seeing the town. I'd never been here. I could, I could have made other choices. So for me to say to her, this was really not okay, and I felt devalued and unimportant, and, and like, WTF, man, how do you make an agreement like that and then literally not show up for the agreement and you know, not even communicate? It was a big deal. Uh, and uh, to be received was amazing. But here is the biggest pride. It wasn't just... I communicated. It wasn't just I had the words. It wasn't just I did in the moment. What I did was I dropped in my heart. And I let her see me so vulnerable. So not only communicating how I felt, 
but really opening my heart to let her know how much I loved her. And, and for me to experience what that was like for somebody else was amazing. And because I was received, I've been able to do that a couple other times throughout our years together. And she and I have both looked at each other and said, can you imagine that we could talk to each other like that on top of everything else we have going in our friendship and it only makes us stronger. And to me, Ken, that is the greatest pride I have in partnership, that at every crossroads, we can choose each other. We choose whatever happens that we can find a way to make it work. And that is the greatest kind of relationship I can imagine. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's, it's so great what you just expressed because when I think about that, and what you said of, you know, you sit there and wonder kind of, can you imagine that we we can talk like this to each other and, and we're still friends? Yeah. And yet that's really what partnership is, right? That, I mean, partnership isn't just the, the wonderful moments. It's the tough moments. And knowing that you can you can be honest with whoever that person is, whether it be a personal friend, a romantic friend, a business partner, whatever it is, and they'll do whatever they need to do to hear it and process it but it's not going to compromise your relationship it's going to actually enhance it because you just showed up more completely as you said you were more vulnerable so you basically gave them the gift of your truth in that moment and conversely they're going wow what you know maybe this is hard for me to hear but at the same time you just you respected me in such an amazing way by being totally transparent. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the best thing. She's been on time ever since. She's <laughs> never, isn't that amazing? Never kept me waiting since. So not only to be received, but to have somebody, and honestly, she didn't have to say a whole lot. I knew she got how much I loved her. I knew she got how, much, how bad that felt. But then to see someone's behavior change. Ah, what a gift. How awesome is that? And I want to say, listening to you, Ken, it reminds me, I'm nine years uh, with my boyfriend. And even everybody says, boyfriend, you know, you guys are ridiculous, you're married. We do. We live, live together for eight years. And I think that is our success, too. And the only thing I can say that's different between us and maybe any other couple out there, I mean, there's pieces like respect. I really, really like him. I really enjoy being with him. We have common denominators. Those, I learned, are so important. I know people talk about uh, opposites attract. Good luck. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, opposites attract is great for great sex. Outside of that, for a lifelong partner, I need someone who values similar things and has a modicum of experience. Like, I have a huge background in music, and my guy was huge producer in music. We can sit and listen to music and talk in a way that, unless you're a musician, you know, you could jive with us really easy and appreciate it and have fun. Uh, and there are other similar things with culture and travel and, and a little bit, you know, spiritual, religious background and, and, um, and how we like to be treated and treat others. To me, that's super important. But I can say, too, like anybody else who's a couple or been together for some time, we've had our things over time. 
And the one thing that I deeply honor is that at every crossroads, we have chosen each other. Even though we may have gone to bed and it didn't seem like it, you know, at some point in the next day or so, it is, once I think the longest has been a week, but we worked our way back to each other, like a dawning came, and whether it was me, him, or whatever, said, you know what, actually, this is good. This is worth fighting for. This is worth making changes and reparations for. I don't want to leave you. I know in the heat of the moment, you know, whatever, but I re-choose you. And that is so powerful because you start to have this consistency in a partnership that says, this person is really here. You're really not going away. And a fight's not gonna send them away or a difference or a misbehavior even. We're gonna work it out, we're gonna to stick together. That's very meaningful. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Well, Debbie, we've actually arrived at a part of the show. I call it Bring It All Home. And what we do now is we step away from the stories and I ask you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can directly apply to their partnerships as soon as they get off the, the podcast. So where I'd love to start is to find out what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received from someone? I think the best advice is to grow your tolerance and remember the good stuff. For myself, I know when I'm with somebody ad infinitum for a long period of time, it's really easy to focus on the things you don't like or the things that bug you, because after all, they will. There's always going to be stuff. I think it's super important to remember, wow, this person, though, is always here. When this person says X, they do X. Wow. This person has male friends who love and adore him. He's got great relationships. Wow, he's got an amazing career. Wow, you know, we have dreams and we're fulfilling them together. He really honors and respects me. What? And I mean, now I'm starting, I can keep going. I really think it's like what you focus on grows. And so really, grow your tolerance. Focus on the beautiful things and the amazing things about your partner. And then don't just keep them to yourself. Be sure to share what yeah. you love through your actions and through your words. It's so important. Yeah, that's that's great advice. Well, Daddy, I, I think it's pretty clear to our listeners that, that you have a lot to share, and I want you to let them know how do they get a hold of you? How do they find out what you're doing and contact you? Thank you. That's so sweet. Well, my website, my main website is debbie-inger.com. It's spelled D-E-B-I. D is in David, A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R, debbie-inger.com. You can certainly follow me there. I've got a free newsletter and my radio show, Dare to Dream. You can sign up for it just once a month. We send out the replays. And MediaMasteryRadio.com, that's where I coach people how to get booked on the radio, how to message themselves and put out their press kits. We've got some amazing programs. And for people who are authors and would like to turn their book into an international bestseller, I've got a done-for-you program at MyBestsellerBook.com. And especially if you've got a relationship book <laughs> about partnership after this conversation, I'd be super excited to meet you because I think the world is ready for a really great, innovative book about relationships. Excellent. And, and for everybody listening, I know there were a lot of different websites and so on. 
because Debbie has a lot to share. So we will have those listed on her show page. So all you'll have to do is click on whichever one has your interest. So don't worry about it. I didn't get that written down. I have to go find the podcast and listen to it again. Just know that it's available. Just go to speakingofpartnership.com, type in Debbie's name, and it'll come right up, and you can just click on all those links to contact her directly. Well, Debbie, I want to thank you for being on today because you've shared some incredible stories. You've been incredibly transparent and honest with us, and I thank you so much for that. Thank you again for being part of our show today. Ken, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for allowing me to speak about partnership. I'm honored. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.